0: Good morning good evening good whatever time it is over where you live this is dazed and disturbed a show about what gets you sick or what gets you scared personally don't care i'm just happy to be here i'm your host danny de los monstros and with me is actually just call you this guy's been here before he's he's been on the arg episode his name is pussy paul pussy <laughs> paul how you how you doing buddy right i forgot that was my <laughs> that's my
1: moniker here
0: yeah yeah um here I am, Pussy Paul. God, that's such a weird. I, uh, I, I only call him that just because me and my friends had a had a had an inside joke where like I showed him a picture of what NPC Paul. This is NPC Paul from, yeah, from um, the NPC podcast. Yeah, and we saw a picture of him. He, he, he had his like his ponytail. He had a guitar and everything. He's like oh, looking all like Fabio looking. So like my my friend was like, "Hey, this guy looks like he gets a lot of pussy." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was just like, "Dude, what his his name's Paul." I was like, "Pussy Paul." It just. Rank from there I guess it Yeah that's that's where it is Alright Just Paul Or NPC Paul I don't
1: care I don't care Whichever you want to call me man Bartholomew Sure
0: Today I brought you in Because you were the only one Willing to do this with me Because some people Just have a problem With the subject matter It's not a bad subject matter either Not like my last ones Where it was about like Go and listen to my last ones You'll find out Yeah Yeah <laughs> Paul has to edit all my episodes I have to edit all of them So I, yeah yeah <laughs> He has to see Every single thing I send him to so Yeah it's, it's not great It's not, not great, great. So it's going to be even worse when I send you and <laughs> Yeah, and I have to cut stuff from from the episodes, too, because, oh, I mean, that's what people are here for. That's true. My however many listeners are listening to me. I Hope hope you guys are having a good day, by the way. I'm a little toasty. That's good. Just, just letting you know. All right. So on today's episode, I did a lot of research. I had to look up a lot of interviews. I tried to do my best to compile one of these episodes I've been working on for a long time. It is finally that episode. I promised you. Many moons ago. It was about a month ago. It was about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. It was a, whatever. How, whatever. Who's who's counting? I'm not. <laughs> it's about an experiment that happened in St. Thomas Islands. Yes. Off of the coast of Fuck If I know, Yes. And about a very brilliant man's downfall. I'm here to talk to you guys about John C. Lilly and the Dolphin House. All epi- right. Experiment. This is the episode, not the experiment. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, this is a kind of an experiment. It's a little As a, bit. sound. So let me give a quick brief... Pref- preface. Preface of who John C. Lilly is, because I want you to guys built it like an emotional connection to this character. Right. Not a character. He's a real person. Fan- fascinating guy. I might do an episode on him one of these days. Just I'll give you a little bit of a primer, pr- a taste, yeah, of, of of what's to come. So you ready, Paul? I am one hundred percent ready. Take take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> Thank you for adding the extra slurp. All right. So. John Cunningham Lilly was an American neuroscience psychoanalyst, inventor, philosopher. This this guy was a jack of all trades. And most notably, he was, he is, he's not alive anymore. He was a godfather in the, you know, you know what a psychonaut is? Yeah. Can yeah. I've had I've, had,
1: I've had a few friends who are psychonauts. Can you explain what a psychonaut is? I mean, they love delving into the minds, usually themselves, with? With psychedelic drugs yep. mostly. Yep. LSD, mushrooms, anything that they can get their hands on. Psilocy- uh, uh, not psilocybin, uh, salvia. Salvia. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This guy is known for that kind of stuff. Like if you delve into, L- if you practice hardcore, not hardcore, if you go into hallucinogenics and you're really trying to study, like understand life or whatever, this guy you would know a lot about. Yeah, I'm reading his books now and they're fucking wild. But anyways, so all of these aspects about him actually intertwine with each other down the line. And this might lead to his downfall. Just just be patient. So when he was growing up, many people knew him as little Einstein because of he was just a brilliant man, a brilliant kid. He was what is it called when you're a protege? He was a protege of any math, any science. He excelled at it super quick. And he did invent a lot of things that you wouldn't think that I mean, he gets he's getting credit for them now because obviously he was the one who created them but he's kind of all over the place yeah that's i can't pinpoint a part where i want to like start talking about because it's there's a lot to talk about with him right but i know i got to condense it down because our episode yada 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 right so I'll give you an example. This guy, John C. Lilly, actually invented the isolation chamber. And for those of you who don't know what an isolation chamber is, it's one of those giant vats with a door or like a lid on it that you can lay down and f- and it's filled with a like a salt water that's warm. It's about 98.7 degrees. It's about the body temperatures. Yeah. yeah. So it, it almost makes you feel like you're floating on nothing. It's just empty space. He was the one who invented that. Yeah. It's supposed to be womb like. Yes. Yeah. And it, it gives you like I've. Anybody out there who's ever been in an isolation chamber or who who owns an isolation chamber, let me know. Is it is it a pleasant experience? Do you really like being in that isolation chamber? Because to me, I think I'd start panicking because it's just it's just like there's no stimuli. So just like like it's for me. I mean,
1: there's there's sound chambers uh, that have like negative decibels inside the room. But um, if you're in that in that room for 20 minutes or something like that. You start like hearing you start things. hallucinating auditory hallucinations. You start hearing your heartbeat mm-hmm. uh, and things like that, and people lose their minds. But like that auditory chamber could not really have existed, or at least the concept of it could not really have existed, without John, John C. Riley. Riley's work. Yeah, Riley, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, no, John C. not John Willy, C. John C. <laughs> Lilly. I knew I was going to do that. I knew I was going to do that. John's not, not john c Riley, the <laughs> the amazing comedian actor
0: fucking singer everything he's done everything too he's done everything yeah yeah but um <laughs> so not only did he invent the isolation chamber but he also mapped out the parts of the brain that res- that respond to uh pain fear and arousal and he started putting this is when he was working at nim which we'll talk about in a little bit because cool. i love that movie sure do you know that movie no i don't secret of nim Oh, the secret, yeah. The dark okay. blue. Yeah, that okay, so again, you might not know him, but in pop culture, we do know him. He's been in a lot of things that you wouldn't think about. His work helped shape a lot of what pop culture's science fiction is now. Maybe even like to the point where like maybe Philip K. Dick even took some inspiration from it or another science science fiction author. And he was involved
1: in a lot of science things that are not fake. Yeah. Yeah. Like science stuff stuff that we'll get to i'm
0: sure <laughs> well so this guy was born in J- january 6 1915 in saint paul minnesota his parents were richard collie lily and rachel leonard cunningham which is where the c comes from so he's got one of those hyphenated names mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. me that's nice um he had a couple of brothers and sisters who did were who they were there. They just weren't present in this story. Like he still talked to them and they still supported him all throughout his life until, you know, he passed away and stuff. Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning. He passed away. Wah, wah. Um, It is important to note that this he d- did come from a wealthy family. Yeah, he did. Ha- he did come from money because his father was the president of a well-known bank, which if you live in Minnesota, was called, it is called the First National Bank. And that's the one that has um, the gigantic number one on it. And it's like a gigantic uh, sign on top of the building. It's a giant red number one, so you'll know it. If you're from Minnesota, please let me know if that thing still exists. I'm not from Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I mean, As you so know, I we're guess. in the Bay Area. But not only that, his mom actually owned a large stock stockyard called Cunningham and Hass. And for those of you who don't know, a, stock, uh, a stockyard is basically pens where they have a bunch of like cows, sheeps, anything to eat, livestock, what, what makes your burgers. Um, so this guy was definitely way, well off. And because of his wealth, he actually was able to get the best kind of education. So. It definitely helped excel him to where he needed to be now and in elementary school or in, I think it was, yeah, and it was, it was in college prep. So I'm assuming that's elementary. I don't know. No, college prep is in high school. Oh, it was in high school. Yeah. During or after high school. So in high school, it actually helped him grow a love of philosophy, which he took, it introduced him to George Berkeley, who was the guy who created the um, imperial 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 idealism. Which is just a fancy way of just saying that everything around you does not exist and only you exist, and everything else is an illusion, including beliefs, desires, and emotions. So, essentially, what solipsism is. Right. And this actually took a big step in his life because it grew the love of philosophy for him. And he eventually, you know, got out of college prep. Again, he was a genius, went to Caltech, that he actually found the meaning of something greater. When he picked up the book in Caltech, *The Brave New World* by Aldous Huxley, Mm. Uh, I don't need to go into I don't need to go into Alex Huxley or maybe I should be just because it was just about it's the it gave him his love for neuroscience. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Alex Huxley is cool, but not today. All right, so fast forwarding ahead, past World War II, now we're in 1950, where his work for neuroscience led him into the part of the brain mapping that we talked about earlier. So at this point in his life, he started getting more or less well-known in in his world. He started excelling into into his fields that he was trying to go into, like neuroscience, And in a way, his own, like, philosophies, where he started to get backing from the U.S. military, NASA, and a few schools that gave him a bunch of grants to come work for them. And we're gonna get past this. He's in 1954, now he's working at NIM, and now he's, he also got some funding extras to work on his isolation chamber. NIM is where he started working on macaque, macaque, macab, macaque monkeys? You know, macaque. Macat? Yeah. Okay. He started working on with macaque monkeys and getting, starting to put probes in their brains and starting to map out everything. This is where he started meeting the dolphins, which, again, all of this wraps around into what his big experiment was. He started making he made the isolation chamber, it helped reduce his stress, it helped under helped him with a lot of things that were going on in his life. So this at also at his time in NIM, he began working with and uh, with animals like the dolphin, which is what he got him into his field in dolphins. Learning what he learned from probes is where he started he invented Oh, well, actually, one of his scientific uh, discoveries was actually the lily wave. I know I'm going a million miles per hour right now. I just want to get to the bulk. Right, of right. Yeah. Like th- there's, there's a huge story that we wanted to cover in this
1: episode. And that's, that's the dolphin house specifically. Yeah, I know. But I just, you need, a, you do need a little bit of, of primer, a little bit of backstory as to who this John C. Lily guy actually was.
0: Uh, and yeah. So continue, please. Bottom line. This guy has a gigantic history of what, with him. Everything in his life connected to to everything in this experiment because this was his supposed to his penultimate, his masterpiece of experiment, his magnum opus. His magnum opus. Thank you so much. And like I said, hold on. I'm a professional. I'm just working my, my notes. My mouth stop working. Um, <laughs> let me just give praise to John C. Lilly about his pop culture stuff, just because I'm thinking about it too. Sure. This guy was writing books left and right. And he was talking about he had this he had this uh, book he wrote about the mind and the self. And he started calling himself almost mechanical machine like computer like he started talking about the, the computer also has a bad side to itself that wants to destroy itself. And this is, again, when he started doing acid and ketamine where that book actually helped inspire the Terminator 2 book uh movie with, who wrote it James Cameron James, James Cameron. Cameron yeah i don't know i i do as you can tell i'm excited about this right. guy i really want to make an episode on this guy he's interesting yeah
1: yeah like like his his influence uh in in delving into like in doing what he did just just generally uh in in the field of the sciences was it sent ripples throughout pop culture throughout science uh Video games were named after Video his books. Video games, music, which I will, I guess, now play a little bit of the John C. Lilly underneath what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Why not? What What song? Oysterhead. That was actually inspired by John C. Lilly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Well, Les Claypool is also a gigantic psycho on his on his. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That makes actually a yeah, lot of yeah. sense.
1: So, Oysterhead, uh, I'm playing it right now under, underneath what we're talking about. If you haven't heard this band, go fucking listen to it. It's a super group.
0: fucking super group
1: les claypool the guy from uh the police the guitarist from the police who was actually the uh uh he wrote the uh he wrote the theme song to spyro
0: no yeah yeah
1: yeah, and a whole bunch of other video games and movies and stuff uh and the drummer from fish which i never
0: remember his name uh but yeah the drummer from fish i met the singer from fish one time i stayed at his airbnb it was hi guy from fish if you're listening to this for whatever reason thank you for letting me stay at your place your farm was really really nice <laughs> all right well okay small st- small introductions aside let's get into the dolphin house yeah, so yeah. this is what we're getting into this is, the meme, this is what i know about this is what you told me to research and uh then <laughs> i did eventually i just got excited for this guy yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting story for sure so let's see where do you want to start with yeah this? i'm trying to i'm trying to pick a nice a nice point to start so this is this is going to be just after the work with the monkeys. Yeah, I think I'm going to go into the, the the part where we just go into the house. Okay. He got a got a large sum of money from the U.S. military, NASA, and a lot of grants from not only the schools but from NIM as well. Because he started to get he started getting a no, enough notoriety where they just said like, "Hey, you have an experiment. A lot of your experiments were successful. This one sounds weird, but fuck it, just do whatever you want." So it's okay. I'm going to go to St. Thomas Islands. I'm going to buy myself a nice gigantic three story ish kind of house there was a basement so that technically is considered a floor and he could and he with, with with the money he converted the entire house into a not a laboratory but a sanctuary of sorts for three dolphins i uh, I, I would argue that that is a laboratory
1: um uh, i mean he was he was doing experiments and he he specifically redesigned the house twice by the way yes um yes. uh uh to to house Uh, the dolphins and somebody else, uh, and assistant, um, and to do experiments on them, whether the rest of the house was also a sanctuary, whether the, uh, surrounding waters were also protected land for the dolphins. Fine. All fine. But the house itself, what we're talking about, the dolphin house, that was completely a laboratory just happened to be built next to or on, on a cliff.
0: It's not exactly what you see in Dexter's laboratory, but I guess regardless, right, right. There was a part of the laboratory where it was just for himself. Yeah. Again, bringing the isolation chamber back into this picture, he brought an isolation chamber with him and put it on the first, the lat, the, the the top, the highest point of the house. Yeah. What he said he was going to do in there was that to his assistant downstairs, who would be living downstairs in a in a large body of water. There was. We'll get into that in a second. He brought the isolation chamber because he wanted to do more experiments because LSD and ketamine were humongous in the 60s. So no one knew that it had like negative effects. All, all people knew is that it was invented. Great. It makes you hallucinate. Oh, that's a side effect that a lot of people liked in the 60s and 70s. All right, well, let's, let's keep taking it. John started to get the idea, like maybe what my acid trips and my ketamine trips are starting to try to talk to me and lead me into a greater understanding of life. Maybe there is things... Outside of my world that I could possibly prove that there's more to this world that that meets the eye. So he was saying like, hey, I can I mean, he, this is what you he said. Hey, I can basically astral project myself and talk to you telepathically because I'm in the isolation chamber on a fuck ton of acid. So this guy was a glorified boss, right. a, a CEO. He was able to get super, super stoned upstairs in his penthouse while his little lackeys have to work down there. Speaking of his lackeys. Oh, you were going to want to say something? No, no. Are we going to get into her now? Pretty much. Um, Okay. We're going to get into the next person who's really important to the story, not with their accomplishments, but what they did in the house. We're talking about Margaret Howe. She was one of many assistants, but one that worked closely with the subject of the experiment, Peter the Dolphin. Peter the Dolphin. (laughs) Paul, play me a dolphin sound right now. Uh, Uh, Perfect. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So originally, there was supposed to be another dolphin, but it didn't work out because she was a. I don't know if it was had to do with sex, but it was a female dolphin that was more a little less re- responsive. Yeah, uh, also uh, slightly more aggressive. Yes. Yeah, and Margaret wasn't comfortable working with her, but Peter, on the other hand, was a young younger dolphin.
1: Right. Who they more, started with three dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Two of
0: them were female. One of them was a male. But the two females were used in order to kind of please the male. Yeah. Kind of make him like, oh, you're you're like you're you're kind of rambunctious. You want to play with others. Why don't you play with females to understand like the female anatomy? Go right. on, my little right, friend. Right, right, right. Go play. Um, so Margaret started teaching. Oh yeah, well this, the experiment was basically John Lilly wanted to s- thought that. Because dolphins have humongous brains, which they do, they do. They understand the world much better than we do. I don't know how he came to that conclusion. Maybe he thought, like, oh, large-brain animals actually are much smarter than humans. Maybe they're they can lead us into the answers of what the meaning of life is.
1: There, there was also uh, uh, thought uh, around this time that uh, we could speak to animals if only we had, Learned. like, um, basically like a, a textbook, a Rosetta Stone, a Rosetta Stone, exactly or, for animals and so a lot of people especially with monkeys and things like that they were trying to figure out how can we communicate with these monkeys this is uh, also the uh, around the time that uh, experiments as I said with monkeys and gorillas came about oh yeah Coco came from this time no not from this time but because of what happened here Coco was able to happen
0: again guys give a round of applause to John C. Lee Yeah, put, yeah, put, yeah, put a yeah. round of applause right here right now oh, just, god
1: damn it just, <laughs> Sound effects. I, I usually reserve these sound effects for my D and D tabletop podcast, the NPC Adventures.
0: Well, I appreciate that you're doing it. It Comes you're... out every
1: other Friday after your fantastic podcast.
0: Please do listen to it. Actually, it's really funny. I I want to play D and D with these guys. I just have no clue how to play D and D. We're really good at it. Yeah, good. Good for you. Good Barely for you. Barely
1: anybody guy. else knows how to play D and D, so we're
0: good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, uh,
1: so it was it was sort of becoming. I don't want to say pop culture, but it was, it was becoming popular in the scientific community to think about how to talk to certain types of animals. Um, Mostly it was just like throwing food at a, Certain type of animal and studying what it does. John C. Lilly was the
0: first one to be like, no, we can talk to it. I,
1: I literally want to talk to them.
0: Yeah. He was trying to also invent in this time something called dolphinese. He was yeah. trying to get microphones and record their clicking and try to understand, like, if this is how they're communicating, maybe we can communicate the same way. And unfortunately, we don't have an extra vocal, vocal box, speech, speech chords. We don't have, an, we don't have another voice box in order for us to like start clicking and hissing like the, like dolphins can. So he's like, oh, well, that doesn't work. So why don't I just have them talk to us instead? Right. Let's make it easier for me, which is where Margaret Howe came in. And was like, was You know what? I think you, you are a brilliant man. I'm pretty sure I believe in what you're saying. And here we go. So Margaret's now sit now inside of the house. And for a couple of weeks, she's like, I want to see what the living conditions are. And like you said before, they were not habitable for humans whatsoever. She said everything was wet in, in there. Yeah. The, so how the how the the down how the the last floor was set up was that there was almost an elevator to bring up Peter to her, which was more of like a shallow tide kind of thing. The elevator would go down into the into a giant a gigantic gigantic pool where the the ocean met and a lot of the water was filtered in and out. There were the two the two female dolphins in there, and Peter can just hang out, and live there, and play. And whenever he's on learning with Margaret, all that water would go into the shallow end and completely soak everything. Her bed was soaked, her hair was soaked. She just said she just felt disgusting. So that this is where she had she was asking John like, please. I know you're not you, you you said yourself you don't want to participate with this experiment. You'll just be a observer. Obser- a telepathic observer. Yes, he was trying to telepathically talk to her during the experiments because he didn't want it to have as little contact with Peter as possible. So she asked Peter uh she asked John. like, "Hey, can you change up the place for me? I I can't live here. There are there's sand in places that I didn't know sand can get into." <laughs> so, he's like, "Sure. You know what? No problem. Let me ask let me ask the military for some more money." He got the grant, changed up the house and now it was mostly habitable at this point now we're going to go ah a little back back to john because upstairs in the first the foyer or the the tallest point of the house he was like okay not only am i going to run this experiment i'm starting to have communication with an extraterrestrial being or thing
1: right okay
0: uh, um, you're, you're right, you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah 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 this is this is where me and john c riley uh uh philosophically take Two divergent paths. You don't think he's, he was—he had hit he a point in there uh, that he was talking to an extraterrestrial being on acid in his uh, uh,
0: isolation chamber. Yeah. No, okay. I don't think that that was going on. Well, I mean, what was happening in there is that inside of his isolation chamber, again, he was taking what was it, like 150 milligrams of a- like acid into the leg a day. It's ketamine. No, he also did acid as well. Oh, okay, wow. He also started taking a fuck ton of acid as well. Right, 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 okay. He started building a tolerance towards it, but he wanted to communicate with Echo in his isolation chamber. So he- who's Echo, real quick? Who's Oh, Echo? sorry. Yeah. Echo is this, how did I describe it? Echo is an, it's not extraterrestrial, it's extra external, extra dimensional. Right, extra planar extra planar beings that said would want to talk to Lily because he was the one trying to open up his mind to newer and different possibilities. So they're saying like, Hey, well, echo was kind of a dick too. And let me see if I can find the deaf real quick,
1: a little side note here. The video game echo, the dolphin was uh, inspired by this exact situation in the dolphin house, John C. Lily, uh, the whole nine yards. So uh, the Sega game that launched a generation, practically, alongside uh, uh, Son- Mario, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Echo the Dolphin. There you go. This, this is Echo.
0: Yeah. Again, John C. Lilly, you might not think about it. He's in. He's got his grubby little finger. Oh, well, he was a smart guy. He got his nasty acid ketamine-looking <laughs> finger in everybody's pie. So I actually found the definition. So what yeah. Echo was, or is, is... Well, besides being a hallucina- hallucination of an otherworldly entity, was a localized cosmic institution that supposedly were there to show him the coincidences that led him into the direction of how he got to this point in his life and where to go for his next step. I see. So it was sort of an Obi-Wan. Yes, but but it was like... The, in his mind, so on ketamine and acid in an
1: isolation chamber.
0: And weirdly enough, the way he described them was they were like floating shapeless beings not entities but like beings like think christmas carol the three ghosts the the, yeah you know what i'm talking about ghost of christmas ghost of christmas past the past present future yeah so he essentially had one of those while he was face down and just hearing them talk to him (laughs) another side note i was watching an interview with him and he was saying that this is actually during the time where he was his he was taking too much acid and too much ketamine Echo tried to make him go cold turkey. He's like, dude, you're starting to lose your way. Might want to calm down. And he's like, no, no, I want to talk to you. I want to learn more about you guys. Like, I want to know, like, am I doing the right experiments? Like, yes, you are. Trust me. Also, you should divorce your wife. Also, you should do all this extra shit. But um, by the way, divorce your wife. Yeah, he did. He did. By the way, sell your house. By the way. (laughs) Yeah, this is how how you're going to get the money. I promise you. This is you want you want girls. It's, it's, It's funny. He didn't
1: tell him to buy stock in Microsoft or something. You know what I mean? If only they had the if, foresight if that Bill Gates was for-
0: going to be a thing. There was like, you know what? This thing called Google, when you're old enough, invest in I know you're going to be old, and I know you're not going to have any children, but goddamn, can you start any grant you want because you invested in Google? Trust me, people know you. Yeah. Danny here. A special shout-out to our sponsors, Mantra and Devil's Kiss Clothing. Big things are happening over at Mantra this year, but do keep your eyes peeled and your asses warm with some spooky merchandise coming up this Halloween season. JP over at Devil's Kiss Clothing also has something special coming down the pipeline. So, stay up to date with the latest happenings on the Devil's Kiss Twitter page. Just use the code Monsterd for 15% off of your purchase at checkout. Again, that's M O N S T. E R D for 15% off. The code works for every store under the mantra banner. So do go check them out. Thanks again for sponsoring us. So in his hallucination, they said they cut, he said that he cut, they cut off his penis and he had such like a shock to it that his wife had to like pull him out of the, uh, the isolation chamber and shake him awake being like, no, what's going on with you? He's like, they, they cut, Echo cut off my penis. What the hell? And they're like, no, your, your, your dick's still there, dude. What what are you talking about? Bad trip, dude. Bad trip. And then he's like, what the hell's wrong with you, Echo? And they said like, oh, we only did this to like shake you out of doing so much ketamine, which he never stopped doing ketamine. So whatever. So... He was in his isolation chamber. Echo was telling him to do all these other things like, hey, divorce your wife, sell your house, like Paul said. He was also tr- supposedly trying to telepathically talk to Margaret, which when he spoke to her afterwards, he was saying, hey, do you remember that this thing that I was telling you, like, uh, get me some more milk? She's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you didn't hear me. I was telepathically talking to you. No, you, you. I was talking to Peter the entire time. Oh, well, maybe my my thoughts weren't going as, going through the cement. Just po- they were. My thoughts weren't powerful enough for you. It's like, uh, okay. She just kind of accepted the, whatever he was doing upstairs. She's like, right. you know, I'm just gonna be a part of history because it, I'm with John C. Lilly. Right. It,
1: it, it's it, it's almost as, and this is what I kind of got from the short documentary that I watched. It's 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 almost as if there were two experiments going on. John C. Lilly was trying to tie those two experiments together uh, but margaret uh, she was she was just doing an experiment and she was like focused and uh, horse blinders on doing the experiment uh, the way that john c Lilly uh suggested that she do it and though never the twain shall meet they were two ships passing at yep. sea and and yeah yeah so I kind of felt bad <laughs> I know. for Margaret. To be honest, I kind of felt bad for her. And granted, you could probably do that with any woman at any time. But this one in particular, because of just like the the sheer amount of work that this woman had to put in and We're, deal with.
0: When John wasn't doing anything but getting high
1: getting high in a fucking isolation chamber come
0: on what a boss oh, yeah, right. i mean like what a not like a like a, like oh he's so cool what a fucking ceo boss like yeah he just, oh, i'm just gonna get high in my my little my little office and no one's gonna know that any any different no one's gonna say anything because i'm the owner of said company yeah 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 it's oh yeah speaking of margaret yeah, let, let's yeah let's, 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 talk, talk let's talk a little it, bit it's time to, it's time to speak with her sure so Margaret was tasked to teach peter how to speak english Mm-hmm. she didn't know how to do it John was just like you're gonna do it this way good luck so he goes upstairs never to be seen until dinner time until he gets the munchies Margaret's down downstairs doing anything and everything to talk to Peter I mean she was there is a famous picture if you look up the dolphin house on Google there's a famous picture where she paints her mouth white and puts like really really she over overlips her her black lipstick to show her own quote-unquote blowhole in order to show peter how to to use to enunciate his words cuz it, peter it, it's basically clown makeup so like yeah. uh uh
1: it's it's actually a pretty good theory it was it was really good well thought out and again margaret. margaret margaret you're fucking killing it like this is a really good way to do that because what what she was ostensibly thinking was he can't see how my lips are shaped. So like an actor at a theater, I'm going to put on makeup. So like the back balcony can see my lips move so that they know when I speak and what I'm saying. And she, she did it to an extreme for sure. And the picture looks silly.
0: Yeah, it does. But I thought she was doing, I thought she was doing like a, like a Jim Crow kind of thing. I'm not going to lie to you. No, 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 no. no, I I, saw it. I I was like, Oh, and then I'm like, Oh, after she explained like, Oh, this is what I did. It's like, Oh, that totally makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it it was. It's not as bad as you as you think. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was. It was a well thought out uh,
0: uh, <laughs> experiment. Um, so I no, the experiment itself wasn't thought out. No, her methods of trying to get a result to get her from point A to point B was brilliant. Yeah, she did get the lower end of the stick. And we'll talk about that later because mm-hmm. in the end, she was the who got the most fucked out of this this whole this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like I, like I said, she tried everything. She did playing games with 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 uh, with Peter, and Peter, for the most part, was kind of receptive to it. Like, oh, hey, I'm gonna th- I'm going to feed you a fish if you can say Margaret. I won't lie to you. I listen to the videos, and I've- you can see them on YouTube. The pronunciation is almost there. The enunciation is not. His dosey do is n- Peter's dosey do. The dolphin's dosey do is not all there, but it sounds. So close to Margaret. Mm-hmm. Margaret. Just so overlay over this. Can you find the clip right. of him saying Margaret? I think I played it in like the, the 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 preview, but I will play it again for you just in case you didn't listen to it, because you know, it's a preview.
1: No, yeah, I um I, I did listen to it because I had to edit the preview and I had to yeah and do and, and do that. Okay. Uh no. Doesn't sound anything it does, fucking like Margaret man. at all. It I'm does. sorry. I mean, just because he happened to click and whistle uh, about the same length as Margaret takes to say. That doesn't necessarily mean that he knew what the fuck was going on. No, 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 but he was able a, he to, might be trying to copy,
0: trying to imitate, mimic. mimic, mimic. He was he was trying to mimic, but it's the mimic does sound it's not as it's not as well pronounced as a parrot because you know something with the parrot's tongues can actually mimic words and sounds much better. But it, he sounded like he was saying Margaret. Yeah, it was the like clicks and whistles, but he had to the, the dolphin was smart. In order for him to make some of those clicks and whistles, he would have to go into the water, come back out at a, the right time, and it would make it sound like a t sound or a m sound. He was getting there. I'm thinking honestly, this guy could have I, I mean this this dolphin could have learned English if you did not give up on him. Ten years, the zoo's a scholar. I I
1: seriously, seriously doubt it. The reason, okay. So, yeah, a lot of the research that was done by Margaret was saying that, like, she noticed that Peter would dip down into the water to make sure that he had the correct amount of water to be able to make the certain uh, uh, syllable sounds and click sounds. Um, Okay. That could all be explained because, again, John C. Lilly didn't really do an experiment here. He didn't do a true hypothesis theory experimentation scientific method experiment he, he was just because, because, i wanted to do some crazy cool things okay right right because he only had one test subject in peter He thought he could have more, but I guess wasn't receptive, right? Uh, That is a big one. So, two, he didn't have a control group. Peter was a control group. No, Peter can't be a control group because he's he's the subject. He had the two other dolphins, but he wasn't experimenting on them. He was using those two other dolphins to mate, mate. Yeah, yeah. to get Peter's frustration exactly, exactly. So, like, this wasn't an experiment. This was just something cool. Some woman trying to teach. a dolphin how to speak because an old guy in a deprivation chamber on acid isolation chamber on acid and ketamine
0: told her to (laughs) you wouldn't do. Okay. Imagine getting paid for a pothead be like you know i what? like the ocean you don't like the ocean you don't have to be no not, nothing to do with the ocean let's say you have yeah to but to like the, i i it's too close i don't like the ocean okay well you we're never trust the ocean. The ocean. Let's, let's do the desert let's do the forest you like forest you look like forest so so like okay, a deer have, are, we, are we training a deer no okay not even a deer maybe like uh i want you to train a uh a raccoon to understand to do a front flip and this oh, I could totally do that. Given enough time, I could totally do that. With like, but you knew how to do. But like, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. out of nowhere, it's some guy is just like, you know what? I want you to teach this dolphin to speak, and I'll give you fifty grand the entire three months you're working with me, and I'll pick cover all your expenses. You wouldn't do that. I mean... Margaret did that. Not a, yeah, yeah, she Margaret did do did that. that. She did do that. Yeah. She's I mean, she claimed that it was, like, based off of science, but she, Margaret, you, you are a clever, clever girl. Clever girl. I give her, like, 90% of the
1: credit for ninety she, like she, for all of this. John deserved. C. Lilly did amazing things, and we will totally get to some of those things that he did. Uh, but this specific topic, the uh, uh, specific topic of the Dolphin House, this you was Margaret's, like, uh, show, dude. Yeah. This was, like... This yeah. was her magnum opus. Yeah, it really was. It really was.
0: And... Uh, there was uh, I mean, there was there was times that Margaret would be frustrated and she would tell Lily, like, look, I I'm getting no results. He's barely on like week. She though, the experiment was supposed to last for three months. It only pretty much lasted. No, it's supposed to last for nine months. It only lasted for three months because she just won. It only lasted for three months because John was listening to Echo and he ran out of money because he said, hey, Echo was telling them, hey, Cut your ties with the military, NASA, and stop getting any grants because they won't serve you any any purpose. Which
1: actually might have been a good idea, and we'll get to that with, at Uh-oh. the end. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. Well, Echo told them to cut your ties. Okay, well, maybe Echo did exist. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Echo, ah, whatever, Echo, e- Echo seems fun. So, Echo told them to cut your ties. You ran out of money. They ran out of money. They were yielding no results, and they were supposed to produce results every month. Which they didn't. Nim was getting pissed off. Nim was really getting pissed off because they were like, "Dude, we're NASA we're, was getting pissed off because of who John C. Lilly was at the time. It, basically, everyone with that he was. They were getting dicked around. I was like, this isn't going to work. And John's like, "No, no, no trust me, it's going to work. I think." And I wrote this down in my notes too. I honestly think the reason that John Lilly was so adamant about this Dolphin House experiment succeeding is because that philosophy that that almost all of life is pointless like there has he's like I want to find something there has to be a new reality I know dolphins can take me here I know dolphins can take me to the, the to the next step in like evolution or or existing existence because maybe they've experienced it since they're they're multi-dimensional and I'm, I'm not the one who said that dolphins are multi-dimensional a little bit of hitchhiker's guide in there too yeah no again hitchhiker's guide Yes, was direct. The first chapter was directly inspired by the dolphins. John, the dolphins, John C. Lilly, was like, "Hey, if you guys don't know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, fantastic comedy book. It's a sci-fi adventure. All of them,
1: every single one of them, read it seriously. It's great. <laughs> they they have an
0: ultimate series too. Yeah, yeah. Like they have a complete yeah, edition. But yeah, and look, I think honestly, he did try to he tried to have dolphins explain to the world, look. There is more to life than just this and we can teach you, but you have to, we have to come to a common ground. So I, don't know. I think it, it was, it's, it was him trying to not accept the fact that this is it, that life's kind right. of pointless. Right. So, yeah. So the experiment lasted for three, three months. No one was yielding any results. And it's, it's sad because it would have been cool to see a. <laughs> it would have been cool to see a dolphin talk. Honestly, Margaret was getting I'll, frustrated. I'll, I'll get to that. At the end of it. Peter talked? No, 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 no. no. Okay, I was going to be like, Duck. this just in, breaking news. Peter the Dolphin, <laughs> before anything happened to him, he talked. He squealed. <laughs> he sang like a canary. And he knows where Jimmy Hoffa lives. He's living. He's alive, guys. He's alive, still alive. <laughs> he's with Bob Marley, everybody. He didn't die either. But um, yeah, so Margaret did what, she, whatever she could. You know what? I think it's time. I actually do want to talk. I've been trying okay. to like not get into it. No,
1: I know. I know. But like if you're going to talk about Margaret, then you, you, <sighs> you, this is this is where it has to go.
0: All right. <laughs> so the reason I love Margaret because she's a fascinating woman. I, I mean, not for what she I, for what she did in the experiments, girl boss, do whatever you do, girl. And when she was getting frustrated, it was like month three. She didn't know that the experiment was was uh, was not was yeah, doomed. Yeah, she didn't know that yeah. everything was doomed. Like John, John was kind of keeping that from, keeping that from her. She was like, you know what? I need to make some results happen now. This is getting this is getting to the point where it's it's impossible to. I'm sure she saw the writing on the wall. Yes, yeah, somewhere along line. or maybe like when the, when like she opened the fridge, there was like not enough food. She's like, right, mm. right, right. she had to get the not Oreos. She they had to get chocolateos instead. So <laughs> mm. that so. I want to preface this. We don't condone what she did. No, not at all. <laughs> but, but she did it. So there is a there is a part of the book called Mind of the Dolphin where John C. well, this is where kind of John C. Lily kind of fucked over Margaret. She had she was told to write journal do- journals, journal entries into a into, you know, anything that she could get her hands right. on that wasn't wet. Right. Documenting her experiments. She was documentary experiments. Documenting her experiments. <laughs> So she wrote that she would play games with Peter, like giving a fish to him when he spoke right or playing with the ball. So at first she tried to teach Peter how to play catch. And I'm just I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not going to read directly from her her notes. But she would play catch with Peter. And eventually that ball game was starting to get closer and closer from maybe like five feet away to three feet away. And Peter was getting the one to get closer to one foot away where Peter would just kind of lie on his side and have the ball in his mouth. So Margaret was like, okay, whatever. So she she was kind of scared of Peter because of his fangs. So she would g- grab the ball and then just try to toss it. But Peter would just kind of like swim back, grab it, grab it and come back and just sit there. So Margaret's like, okay, you know what, obviously Peter just wants to kind of play, doesn't want to really play, he just wants to hang out and chill. Margaret was getting to the point where she was just kind of reaching, just holding onto the ball with her hand while Peter was holding onto the ball, and... Peter started to rub himself, uh, rub like his his um, his um beak on her leg, like up and down, kind of like caressing her. And she's like, OK, well, that doesn't feel bad. So I'm not going to do anything about it. Eventually, she would start touching his gums just to be like, OK, look, Peter, like we're close enough. Like, let's let's start getting back to the lesson. This is some like weird porno. Like this this is like those teachers, like teachers are inviting their students to like do the thing. Yeah, we're I don't know why it. you're beating around the bush about it, frankly, because <laughs> it's I'm reading. No, I'm paraphrasing from our actual right, documents. Right, right. So Peter would start getting start rubbing between her thighs and she's like, you know, it doesn't feel bad. So I'm not going to do anything about it. Eventually, Peter's penis just kind of plopped out of its little hole. It was very shape of water kind of kind of thing. If you don't know what that means, just watch the movie. you'll, You'll get it. Peter's penis started to plop out, and he would start getting kind of aggressive with with Margaret, and like, okay, maybe he just needs to go play with the girls. So Peter would go off and play, and she was kind of pleased that Peter was trying to court with her. She's like, okay, maybe this is my foot in the door for Peter learning how to speak English. The next day happened, and Peter was still aggressive, like nibbling at her at her thighs and trying to like knock her down to I don't know, maybe do something, maybe not. What I'm reading is that also Peter was very gentle with her. How some dolphins are just like. They just want to go for it and just, like, ravage him. Peter actually, like, took his time to, like, woo this woman. It was kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. Not for, not condoning bestiality. Again, we don't condone that shit. This is some weird fan fiction shit. So, <laughs> Peter kept doing his thing. So, Margaret was saying, you know what? I got to do something about this because our lessons aren't going anywhere. Peter's just a little too it's aggressive a distraction. right now. a distraction. Sure. She would then just reach down, kind of use her foot and rub his penis and wait till he just ejaculates in the pool then he would be more attentive he'd had his post nut clarity and (laughs) then want to start paying attention to whatever margaret's doing like whatever but he just needed to get his rocks off and then margaret he was he was all margaret's like you know what you're right what do you want to teach again he didn't understand what margaret was trying to do is i will try my best today but thank you for getting me off can you actually splice in margaret trying to explain it for us
2: peter had Plenty of thoughts along those lines? Peter liked to be with me. He would rub himself on my knee or my foot or my hand or whatever, and I I allowed that. I didn't, I wasn't uncomfortable with that, as long as it wasn't too rough. In in the beginning, when he would get rambunctious and and have this need, I would put him on the elevator and say, you go play with the girls for a day. It was just easier to incorporate that and, and let it happen. It was very uh, precious. It was very gentle. Uh, Peter was right there. He knew that I was right there. Again, it was sexual on his part. It was not sexual on mine, sensuous, perhaps. We've just become part of what was going on. Like an itch. Just get rid of that. We'll scratch it and we'll be done. Move on. And, and that's really all it was. (laughs) I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter.
1: Okay. So, uh, right. That's, they were
0: both play partners.
1: <sighs> yes, in yeah. her words. Yeah, they were. They, they were.
0: They were play partners. Yeah. In my words, that's fucking not okay. Let's. Don't you forget, this was in the name of science why she did this. She. I doesn't matter. She admitted herself. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things done, quote unquote, in the name of science that is fucking abominable. We got penicillin out of it.
1: We got penicillin out of some things. Yeah, <laughs> we got other terrible things. Do you know how we found out? Uh, about the average body
0: temperature? Or no, the uh, 70% water? Because of an experiment that happened during the... It was World na- War II. It wasn't unit... the It wasn't the, the Japanese... It was the, it was the Nazis. It, no, it was the Japanese. Oh, it is the Japanese. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do an episode on that really fucking bad. Sure. All their atrocities were not cool, but interesting. Right. And I, she did it for... Okay, this... In the clip that you just heard, she talks about the... She admits it. She's like, yeah, I did it. So What? and sh- this is years later after being embarrassed about her when they published right. her work. So
1: so let's let's real quick uh, uh rewind just a little bit uh because of yeah she did this, okay? Then what happened to her? Before oh. she yeah yeah, before okay. she said it was it was something that she, yes, she admits she did and yes, it was okay to her. What happened to her? This is what kind of pissed me off about John C. Lilly
0: and the whole Dol- Dolphin House situation. Okay. John obviously needed to put out something no you no result no obviously when the experiment i say obviously a lot when the experiment failed he had to just publish something so he's like you know what i'm going to call this book the mind of the dolphin this experiment was well known too there were a lot of, a lot of papers were publishing like we're going to talk to dolphins soon everybody the experiment failed we'll get to the end of the end of it in a second but he produced everything that he got from these notes including his Including his time in the isolation chamber, fifty percent of the book, which I I have a lot of quotes from it, were from the mind were from his time in the isolation chamber. The other fifty was what Margaret discovered. Everything, even the most personal things that she disclosed in her journal, were published in the book, including the fact that she admitted that she was basically jerking off a dolphin, and it. It was published, people read it, and Hustler, Hustler the, the the nudie mag, the number one nudie mag, if you want to look inside of a woman, read Hustler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hustler put, put out a piece about her, basically stating, they didn't give a fuck about what was the experiment about, they just put out, a woman has sex with a dolphin in the name of science. And how she, kind. well she didn't admit this in the, in the, thank goodness this didn't get out in the Hustler thing, but how she kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. She read this and was mortified that so she went out into her entire little town and tried to buy up every single copy of Hustler of with her, the Margaret edition and try to burn them because she didn't want anybody to know like I just jerked off a dolphin in the name of science. John really fucked her over on this and she yeah got the br- she became not only John got the uh the butt, she w- not only John was the butt of the joke Margaret became the the butt of the, the joke. Pariah. She became like just. She became the Monica Lewinsky of science. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like she she was she was just ridiculed and torn down nonstop because of what she did with a quote, dolphin quote in the name of science. Yeah, yeah. So like it, this this was fucking not okay. A little bit of editorializing there, John C. <laughs> Lily would have been fantastic uh uh just 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 a quick read through on what the actual publication would have uh ran with my guy
0: um, well, they have... They, he, he, I don't think that... I mean, laws are different back then. They're like, we're just going to publish the piece. Fuck this. If we got the story... Well, no. It. I mean, he had
1: 100% uh, uh, control over what was going to be uh, uh, given to... Uh, oh, the publishers.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. The he publishers.
1: Did, he, again, like I said, he needed to produce something. He could, have, he could have spent a weekend, written a paper, uh, uh, and kindly left out the fact that
0: she jerked off a dolphin. He wrote books out of... All of his experiments and I, I granted I was reading through the reason it took me so long to to get to this episode because I was trying to read through everything to do to prepare myself for this episode. His first few books are very coherent. His later books started becoming just mindless jumble. And it started happening in Mind of the Dolphin. Right. I think he was just tired because now he's the butt of the joke. He's like, you know what? I need to just publish something. I just got to grip my teeth and put out something. Just like, you know, you've had bad days when you put out like, a, like an episode or two. You're like, I don't yeah, feel like this episode. Yeah, no, I get you. So he did the same thing. I, I give him that.
1: Right, but uh, when I put out a bad podcast episode, I'm not ruining somebody's life. Okay, fair. fair,
0: fair. That's ex- <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, so Margaret became the butt of the joke. John didn't get away scot-free because he lost... All credibility all credibility in the in the science department, basically in the field. So they were thinking, like, no, this dude's a hack. Like I the, mean the, the acid got to his brain. Right, right, right. This this guy came from Carl Sagan and Hubble. Yeah. The, Wait, actually, the Hubble guy. Talk about that because I, I wanted to come I wanted to touch touch on that for a second.
1: Okay, just just for a quick second, because I, I, I think that John C. Lilly's life is, is enough for an entire show. But like I said, I really wanted to do an episode on this guy, but we just have don't don't have time. Right, right, right. But but real quick, Hubble was like, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about i'm down with his experiments this of course was before the dolphin house yeah uh uh, carl carl motherfucker during before yeah yeah yeah, both uh uh, throughout his academic career these guys were tight together yeah uh uh, carl sagan uh he said that uh lily was instrumental in creating the plaque that went on to voyager one uh, uh, to send out to the unknown and maybe an alien will pick it up and try and read it. John C. Lilly was the one, who, uh, uh, one of the uh, people who wrote on that plaque how to write on that plaque. Like, because, you know, you, you don't know how to speak to an alien that you've never spoken to.
0: Well, he's trying to make dolphinese, so. Yeah, the he, perfect person
1: to... to talk to is a guy <laughs> who's doing that exact same thing with a dolphin. So, like, Carl Sagan was like, "This guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, uh, let, let's help him with. Let's have him help us with the fucking plaque that goes on to fucking Voyager One."
0: It was, I mean, it was also the 60s. So there's like, we really don't have anybody else who's learning how to. There's gin. not a lot
1: of people. Not so a lot of people. We got
0: to get, we just got to pick from the bottom of the barrel. John, you're in. I mean, John C. Lilly,
1: he he, he was accomplished. Yeah, he was accomplished. Yeah, he he was was accomplished. And and like, yeah, you want a good ling- uh, linguist. I mean, um, fucking everyone was helping on, on the Voyager one. They, they called up uh, uh, fucking J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, oh, because
0: he was a master linguist. Yeah, because he was a master linguist. And, and you know, he said no, but. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's just like, what am I going to do in a room full of potheads? Uh, I already smoke and talk about fantasy. Yeah, yeah. What am I gonna
1: do talking to an alien? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I mean, they were they were talking to everybody. So of course they were talking to John C. Lilly, and he was the one they, that that they brought on to to help them choose how to speak to an alien. So so a- after John C. Lilly destroys Margaret's life, uh, what
0: well, what happens? What happens in the interim years? So money ran out. Margaret was out of a job. John was pretty much like ah uh, disgraced. Well, <laughs> the way I pictured is that John came down. Knocked on the isolate, knocked on the door. Hey, Margaret, I know you're- what are you doing with the Dolph? A- anyways, Margaret, I'm sorry to tell you, I gotta give you this pink slip. You're fired. Obviously, she ran out of money, so like, okay, what, what happened? So, this experiment was null. Don't know what to tell you. Just gotta- I gotta- I gotta let you go. So, Margaret being all sad, she's like, okay, well, here's my journal. We- I, I'll- I'll leave you to it. John sold the house. He was- he took whatever he- he took- he sold the house and sold most of the equipment. Then he left. He went to Miami, Florida and got a nice chateau. He converted said chateau into another dolphin house because he's like, you know, I'm not going to give up on this experiment. I really, really want to prove to everybody that I'm not crazy. I can talk to dolphins. I'm not crazy. He ended up he started to. Okay, well, these these notes that go into each other he only had peter in a tiny tank he that peter barely can swim in so Uh,
1: which is one of the reasons why a lot of other outside researchers said that this dolphin uh, peter he was he was getting aggressive sexually aggressive especially uh with margaret is
0: because of the size of the tank no 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 i'm talking about afterwards oh oh oh, oh, the second the second one okay yeah, we're done with the dolphin house he goes to Miami and Peter is now isolated alone. The 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 girls the girl dolphins are in their own tank, super small. Again, think about a one story house and putting a, a tank big enough for just one dolphin to, to barely swim in. If you live in a place like this, you'll you'll understand that Peter became really depressed, sad. Think of every other negative emotion under the sun, aggressive sometimes too, where he tried to jump out of the, the tank. Only three weeks into this new experiment, Peter actually committed suicide. He committed suicide by drowning himself, which is funny, a fish drowning himself. Well, he's not a fish, he's a mammal. Yeah. Excuse me, yeah. I'm racist to mammals. <laughs> um. Peter committed suicide because, okay, I want you, audience, I want you and I want Pussy Paul to help me out with this. There's two hypotheses why Peter committed suicide. One, he was alone and isolated in a small ass tank with no one else to hang out with. Besides, (laughs) besides John C. Lilly, who took up Margaret's position, minus the jerking off of the dolphin. So he didn't want to play with his peepee. There was that. Or he really did care about Margaret. And it, it like, because it wasn't Margaret teaching Peter, or it wasn't with Peter anymore, Peter died of heartbreak. Uh,
1: a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Oh, I, I,
0: I, I did not expect it to go to column B. Uh,
1: well, I mean, dolphins do have the capability to kind of uh, uh, make love. these kinds of attachments. I, love is a hard word to put on this kind <laughs> of motion. Let's, he let's, loved her, let's guys. the brakes on that one. But uh, they, they are, definitely have the capability of forming attachments. They, they, they uh, pair bond. Uh, uh, with one or two female dolphins um
0: those sexy bass those, those horny little bass right right
1: right uh uh anyway so it is possible that that might be uh, a reason at least a little bit uh the other one is yeah John your environment come off. yeah that no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> your environment speaks a lot to your well-being and so if that environment fucking sucks which it sounds like it fucking sucked um yeah i i, I could see why uh a uh, suicide might be t- again saying suicide even is a bit hard
0: of a word well, it did it, it, the dolphin did kill itself right oh i guess trigger warnings everybody trigger warning for no, a suicide no no no, no,
1: no. Well, we're putting trigger warnings at the beginning of this episode oh, okay, anyway cool. um no what I, what i mean is uh It it, saying a dolphin committed
0: suicide. It did. Is uh, a little bit much. It did. The dolphin, the the way the dolphin committed suicide is that it swam to the bottom of its tank and did not come up for air. It knew what it was doing. It did not want to live anymore. It knew what it was doing. So that's why I'm thinking like, I'm not humanizing him. I'm just thinking like do that it, my 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 issue okay.
1: is it's impossible to know whether or not it knew what it was doing it knew
0: to breathe it was a young dolphin it was still a, it was right still right
1: right a- no 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 what i'm what i'm saying is it's impossible to know whether or not, because it's a dolphin, we literally have zero con. You, you are you are putting a, a, a human mindset onto a dolphin, which is which is it's a, dangerous. It, it is a foible in logic. You, you you cannot
0: say with absolute certainty that it is suicide. Guys, what do you think? Did the dolphin swim to the bottom of the tank and refuse to come up for air? Does that deem it suicide, or does that deem it the dolphin was just like,
1: <laughs>
0: and just went to the abyss? <laughs> what do you think? I did think like, I I actually didn't suspect you that you would be like you would say like, oh hey, actually he did form a close bond with Margaret. I thought uh, I thought you would be like, oh he's an animal, he doesn't form. <laughs> I'm, I'm Paul. <laughs> no, no 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 no. I uh, I, I mean yeah no uh,
1: animals form close bond. That's why dogs exist like and cats. Yeah and well not no not really. <laughs> <laughs> Cats are little tigers that live in your house. True. That's literally it. Um but uh, uh I mean sure they can care about you because you give them food and <laughs> scratches on their heads. And butts. Uh and, and butts, but Point they they yeah. Not like a dog. A dog loves you because you are theirs and they are yours. So that's what I'm saying. I'm a a little bit skeptical into saying that it was suicide that killed this dolphin. Um, But uh, uh,
0: depression? Sadness? Yeah. Yeah, I could say that. So you think he was sad? Oh, yeah. Aren't you putting... A, isn't that a human emotion, too? Uh, Lots not, of animals don't feel, quote-unquote, sad. Right.
1: Not a lot of animals... Well, we, we're not 100% sure about that. Um, we, I mean...
0: we I, macaque monkeys, and macaque monkeys... They feel monkeys, sad. Yeah, they do feel... Oh, they're kind of closely... If you believe in evolution, I guess that you can be like, oh, they, they can feel joy sad. No, yeah. Nah. Like,
1: I, I'm not sure if ants or spiders can feel sad or something, but, like, something with, like, a... A, a, a brain. pretty developed brain, brain yeah. can feel sad.
0: Elephants, of course, can feel, feel sad. Uh, it's a large brain mammal, dude. <coughs> yeah, even more like it might have the capability of being. Like, no, I know. I kind of understand what I'm, t- I'm doing. I know we're talking about animal suicides, which is funny to me. <laughs> right, 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 right. And and yeah, this, this this debate could go back and forth for us for for a long time. But um, fuck, we'll flip the entire episode of it. Ready, guys? And. <laughs> I mean, bottom line. What do you guys think? Did the did the dolphin really know what he was doing, or did he just kind of give up mindlessly? Give. Up? I mean, yeah. If you're in a white room, as a human, I, I, in-
1: I will I will concede and say that it could have given up. Um, okay, that's fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, And animals are known to do that. Cats, actually, when they're about to die, when they know that they're about to die, they go off on their own, and and that kind yeah. of thing is is uh, it's it's like a nature thing. Um, like hide the body so
0: they they like, die in peace.
1: Right. Well, one they can die in peace. Two, they could uh, uh, not leave uh, a dead body rotting next to possible food sources, possible water sources oh. for the other cats for uh, uh, their progeny, etc. Um, I did not know that about cats.
0: Yeah, yeah. Guys, we're getting an it's, we're getting a lesson. It's in, the
1: same thing with elephants. Elephants go to literally an elephant graveyard. graveyard yeah, uh, uh, to die because one they a lot of researchers say that they want to be around other. Uh, uh, Loved ones, <laughs> other, other, uh, like uh, other elephants.
0: You wanna elephants. be like you? <laughs> 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 no, 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 no.
1: Uh, uh, and and so they die with with their other elephants. But it's it also could be for an evolutionary purpose. Uh, that makes a lot of sense that they are trying to not poison the well water, so to speak. Hmm. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Well, back to Margaret, back to John. Margaret actually got a call about this. OK, well, this is another thing with the tabloid. Po- this is back to the tabloid. Right. I remember this now. Margaret got a call from John saying like, hey, Peter actually. Well, this is what this is also what John said, too. It's like Peter committed suicide. And I don't know why. But Margaret somehow kind of figured that this was her fault like I wasn't there anymore. I could I didn't have to take the money anymore. I just I wasn't there for for Peter. So an innocent life just perished because of me. And she felt a sense of guilt about that. John, after seeing what happened to Peter, felt even more guilt. Around this time, the guy who was teaching um who would go and catch dolphins and then train them to be in free willie actually had two of his dolphins die in like almost the same the same way where he started feeling so much guilt, he would actually go around to like like zoos or, or aquariums or whatever and try to release dolphins from their, their habit, from their captures. John felt the same way. He's like, you know what, what this guy is doing speaks volumes too, because that just happened to me and I feel bad because I have a, a very small pod of dolphins myself I can't keep them anymore. I'm I'm destroying their lives if I keep them while they're growing up in this bullshit captivity. So he just ended up taking them to the ocean and just releasing them. He had an older dolphin. So yeah, before you guys like are like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. There's no one to teach him. There is an older dolphin that was with them who had survival skills, I guess they just like kind of caught him where it was able to teach the younger dolphins how to live. So he didn't feel any remorse about that, but he did feel guilt of what happened to Peter. And again, I think that guilt was for the fact that he was trying to use Peter as a gateway to find out what reality is all about. But in in the end, he actually destroyed that innocent life. So, yeah, that's there's that on a happier note, he actually dived much more head first, much more head first. He dived in head first into that Dolphinese experiment afterwards. Again, he, nobody, nobody believed him anymore. They, 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 he didn't yield any results. And everyone's like, this guy, the acid ate his brain. He's doing so much ketamine. He's still doing ketamine. This guy's out of his mind. Sorry. This guy is, is old, old news. You have anything to say about that?
1: Um, only that I, w- I wanted to really quickly bring up the fact. Uh, earlier, I said that it might have been a good idea to cut contracts with the military. Sure. Uh, so they were in uh, uh, in effect tra- trying to train dolphins to deliver uh, oh, nuclear bombs. Yeah. Uh, and and depth charges. Missiles. Uh, missiles as yep. well. Nuclear yeah. Nuclear yeah.
0: bombs. I'd be like, he <laughs> has a fat man on his on a little dolphin. Well, like, I mean, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you know. Uh,
1: Back then, uh, uh bomb, like it, it was a missile, sure, yeah. Uh, but you know, bomb. It was it was an H bomb. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to train these dolphins on how to deliver. Uh, uh, so much so that they were also conducting a dolphinese experiment, uh, with their own ca- captured dolphins. Of course, not to the extent that uh, uh, trying to make them talk. Yeah, that, that <laughs> John was or yes, that sir. Margaret was or things like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, uh. They blew up a whole bunch of dolphins. Uh oh my it, god. It is it is very sad and not great. Uh and of course it didn't work. Um yeah.
0: No, continue your point. I, I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm
1: I'm in I'm... No, I mean, so so like, you know, um, the fact that John C. Lilly took his money away because Echo total into probably not true. It was probably because he either heard he's... through the grapevine or like the military wouldn't tell him. No, I... it wouldn't
0: tell him, but at, you'd kind of understand, like. Okay, wait a minute, now you're wait making me think Echo does exist. They're no, like, they're like, hey, no, I think. No. This is, well, who knows? Maybe his wife was planning to kill him, and Echo was like, "You got to divorce your wife. Why? Just do it. Trust me. We're Echo. We know what we're to, we're to, we've helped you so far in life. We're helping you now. Divorce your wife." I, I don't <laughs> think Echo was real. I'm gonna hold fast to that one. I think. Tomato potato man like I'm you know we're saying the same shit I know I know Pussy Paul's agreeing with me it's okay (laughs) I understand you guys can agree with me too it's totally fine it's okay yeah but actually one little thing a little side note we've been going on side notes all there is so much to talk about with John C. Lilly there was actually a movie that came out about a dolphin. Who went to go kill a president of another foreign country? Yeah, it's uh like a 1970s movie that came out that was, that was like it was about like the premise exactly was that dolphin strap a, a freaking machine gun on its back, yeah, yeah, go to go to the president's yacht, shoot up the president. And then we're no one's gonna know about it because like oh it's just a killer dolphin we could just kill the dolphin and right, and, and right. World War Three is over <laughs> that happened
1: it, it, you you should do you should do a movie episode on that one because that sounds is, fucking bonkers
0: I should do a movie episode I should do an episode where it's just all about the things that came out with John C Lilly like all of the the pop culture that came out about him Terminator it was Terminator existed about him. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The dolphin. <laughs> Oysterhead. Oysterhead. Um, altered State. It's a it's psychological. Yep. Uh, the comic book. Uh, no no no. The oh the comic book and the movie. Yeah yeah yeah. John C. Lilly. Yep. Psychonaut Galore. The yep. father of just crazy people. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> back to John. Back to the end the end part of this. Bottom line. John was disgraced. He tried to dive into dolphinese. Continue to do interviews, and you can see that in his interviews. Where he was all straight laced and all, all like nice chopped beard and everything like that. At the end of the Dolphin House, he was wearing like a like a like a like a raccoon skin hat. He was dressing in a flannel. He just didn't give a fuck anymore. He was just yeah, high out of it, his mind all uh, the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can really see the degradation. The fall uh, of someone great. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like not not only about like his man his mannerisms and demeanor and things like that, but also like the toll that the ketamine was taking on him. Uh, just like he was getting gaunt and and skinny and gangly, gangly man. That guy got real skinny and real weird. Like I'm I'm seeing a picture of him right now in uh in the Dolphin House. He looks he looks like a normal weird nerd scientist dude, but like the later interviews, especially the colorized uh, later interviews that that you get from like the late '60s and and early '70s, it's 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 not the same guy. Yeah, it like, looked it's like crazy.
0: He looked like uh, Britney Spears after coming out of retirement for a little bit to talk about like, hey, my dad's holding the money from me. Yeah, you'll you'll you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. in the pop culture. But um, he invented dolphin. He was trying to invent dolphinese, So he would stick microphones in the water, record their their tones and sounds and then try to put a word to it. So when a dolphin greeted itself, it'd be like I was actually practicing dolphinese. Here we go. It's ah! that's it. That's how how to say hello. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. It's not. No. Okay. Oh, okay. However. You know dolphinese. No,
1: I don't know dolphinese. But. But. The experiments that he started with, with this, the second dolphin house and the microphone and the water and all that stuff. So that's continuing. Yeah. This is something that I wanted to blow your mind with. Because of his followers? No. Actual legitimate marine biologists are basically... Doing the exact same thing he did with microphones in the water. Well, yeah, no, that's, that that continued on <laughs> from like the seventies. Right. But they made a breakthrough. What? In 2019. Get out. They figured out how to translate it. They haven't yet.
0: Shut the front door. Really?
1: But they have figured out how they're going to. And it is it like from a sign uh, from a, from a sound designer and a sound, a sound guy. It's really, really cool. So what they do is they listen, just like John C. Lilly did, to the... uh, Clicks and screeches. The clicks and screeches. But what they're specifically doing is they're taking the waves in the water that the sound creates and making x-rays of them. Okay, They're like splicing it, sort of like an MRI does. You can look at it layer by layer. They are finding out that that is how they communicate. They are communicating through micro sounds sounds so high pitched that this the clicks and the whistles that we hear are only surface level they are listening to things at at frequencies above 280 well above 280 and all the way down to 20 kilohertz that's around the same kilohertz that uh uh, elephants communicate
0: Oh, my. Okay. First of all, you guys don't see me because this is an audio podcast, but my mouth is a gape right now.
1: Right, right. So I, I learned about this about a week after uh, uh, the dolphin, because I was like, okay, well, where did this go? Can can we, because it's sound, right? We, yeah. can, we can translate sound. It's just ones and zeros. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peaks
0: uh, peaks and valleys. Oh, okay. Ones and zeros, peaks and valleys. Unless you're John C. Lilley who believes that we're all computers, then I was like zeros and ones. Hmm. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can translate that. So they
1: just needed to figure out how to do that. And with the proper microphone, with the proper equipment on board, they are able now to do that. Where that stands right now, I don't know. It's been two years, and you know, uh, it takes time. It takes time. It COVID It takes time from the seventies, right, right, right. But but now they're legitimately doing it. So this is this is uh, I think out of San Diego. I might yes. be wrong yes, about it that. Is. Yes, yes, um, yes. But uh, uh, yeah, they are, they are trying to form a language, kind of. So all so that I knew basically
0: we would be able to talk back. All I knew from this is that I was just going to speak real quickly on like he has fought. Fa- Yes, he is. He is discredited. Tell us about the followers, please. He is discredited, but he had a following of assistants that wanted to continue the work of translating Dolphinese into a language. I'm assuming it's the same exact people that have continued his legacy. It's not. It's a different, different. Yeah. Yeah, people. yeah. Well, there are, there were people who are, continuing I mean, his I, legacy and whether or not they
1: have a John C. Lilly poster up in their, uh and on with, their boat with like psychedelic rainbows yeah, around yeah. It and, and stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, that that's a different topic for sure. But okay. uh, uh, no, these aren't, these aren't the followers. They, they are probably just le- legitimate marine biologists who are like, Hey, we can do this. So let's do it. Techno- I, can... I mean, they're, they're doing the same thing to whales, too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Wow. I can talk to my cat soon. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's wishful thinking. It would be cool to talk to my dog and be like, hey, why are you so stupid? It's like, actually, I'm not stupid. I'm actually trying to protect you from the ghosts that are around your house. I'm like, Oh, cool. <laughs> Thank you for barking at night, then. You rock. But yeah, John C. Lilly had followers. People, fo- people still are saying like, no. He again. What my thoughts was that they said that they might not agree with everything that he was thinking about, but they said that he was onto something. That's something we couldn't put into words until 2019. <laughs> but I think the followers were the ones who were inspired to be like, no, he was onto something. Maybe not multi-dimensional, but something with communicating with language, uh, communicating language with different species of creatures on Earth. So imagine now you can uh, imagine you can now speak to cats because of what John C Lilly's work done. John C. Lilly has so much about him. Put a counter at the beginning of this episode. Every time I say something interesting about John C. Lilly, include that one, too.
1: I'm not going to do that.
0: All right. (laughs) Let me get to the last part real quick. Unfortunately, in 2001, 2000. Yes. In September 30th, 2001, he unfortunately passed away due to heart failure. Again, the ketamine. Fucked him up. Ketamine, I don't think anybody, for the people who are a lot in the older generation who don't, who did not experiment with the drugs in the 70s or 80s or 90s or the 60s, ketamine is essentially horse tranquilizers in a way. No, it it literally is. Oh, it is. Okay, so the cool kids. Special K. Special K. Okay, that special K came from the 70s. I think
1: the smokable version is called special K. You can smoke it? Yeah, I've only seen people you could, like you take could, it in tabs. You could smoke fucking anything, man. You could smoke acid too. I don't know if it no, works as well, no. but you
0: can. Just get like a gigantic bong full of like like. Acids. I mean, it's like, basically you're freebasing. I want to do a gravity bong of acid now. I don't think you do. I don't but... think I do. <laughs> <laughs> it, I say it that probably tastes and does not have the same effect. Ooh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, John C Lilly unfortunately did pass away. He had his followers. Blah blah blah. Now we're having a breakthrough in 2000, 2019 where people can now talk to things. I just want to say it's it, it, it's been a ride for him. He's gone through his ups and definitely he's gone through his downs. I honestly think he did have maybe not the multi dimensional like thinking, but he did have like an I he did have. I think he was he was. I truly think he was onto something as well. Like, like, yeah, maybe there is more to life than just this. You know, it doesn't go black after after you pass away. It'd be nice to think about that. I don't think dolphins are the reason that we'll find out about find out about that. Or Echo. Echo, if you're out there, contact Paul. I'm scared of ghosts. So contact Paul. It'd be amazing if you could talk to him and prove once and for all that you actually exist. Please listen to Days and Disturbed (laughs) Every, every uh, every other Thursday. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll give I'll give my two cents. All right, All right about John C Lilly, um, okay. he he literally was a inspiration uh, to dozens, if not many, many, many more than that. Um, we got so much out of him uh, in in his time uh, uh, here that. Uh, uh, you know, we have to thank him for that at least. However, um, don't
0: tell me you think he was a nut job. Oh no. I'm not, I'm
1: not saying you, no, no, no. Cause, cause that's, that, that's, that's not, that's not fair. Uh, he never spoke to, uh, uh, an extraterrestrial being. I'm sorry, ghost or not extra dimensional extra planar didn't happen. Because that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Um, oh, oh I'm ga-
0: here to ruin everybody's dream. Hopefully right, right, right.
1: I, I guess I, I guess I've made my position clear on all this uh, <laughs> on, on on many podcasts. Uh, not only this one, you, you could you could definitely check out more of my positions on the NPC podcast that comes out every other Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, yeah. Monday is uh, Midnight in the Bay. Which Midnight is in the also, Bay.
0: Shout out to you guys. Yeah,
1: which is also on uh, Silvertongueaudio.org. dot uh, org. Anyway. Um, like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't believe in, in ghosts and fairies and, and, and things like that. You just don't believe. Um, I, I don't believe that we've ever been visited by aliens because of the oh. cone of light, which if you don't know what the cone of light is, look it up. It's the most depressing thing, uh, that you'll ever see, uh, if you're into space travel or, uh, uh,
0: aliens, um, um, Trump literally showed us that there was, <laughs> there was aliens existed. The the alien videos. You don't know. You didn't know that. I first of all, I don't give a shit if Trump I, saw, no, he I know, said a goddamn no, word. It was funny because he he released a video like, guys, I'm going to tell you that I, in order to keep me as a president, I'm going to tell you a secret that the government had. Aliens exist. Here's the video, and it's just like like a little like little speck on like a wire, like thank you, everybody. Yeah. That was his video. Yeah, no, no. I... <laughs> Aliens exist? Uh, okay. You really don't think that we were visited? No,
1: never. Cone of light. I'm going to look into the cone of light. Look into the cone of light. It's all one right. of the most depressing things you'll ever fucking see. Okay. Just just like watch it and then ingest it and then like think about it for two seconds. And then it's think, like, this is fucking bullshit. sad. Anyway. All right. Um. So yeah, no. But what he was doing. First of all, he invented the isolation chamber, which is now currently. I I'm, No, uh, I don't want to be wrong about this. It was used for a while for PTSD victims. Yes, Um I'm not sure if they still use it,
0: it they, there or if are, they use
1: like a variation of it. Maybe no, like they, they, guided meditation through. The guided meditation is with acid now. They're actually experimenting with that now. Right, right. But because it's reopened as, as uh, uh, it's, it's been, declassified as uh, uh, a type. It worked. Basically, it yeah, works so for it's, some it's people, so working. it might
0: work for others. Right,
1: right, right. Just like uh, mushrooms, mushroom, psilocybin. Uh, uh, salvia salvia all all these things are coming back over yeah yeah not dmt they're never gonna no that's never coming to laboratories that's fucking sure um but yeah so he he was a pioneer in the in in a lot of these fields and a lot of these areas um he ruined somebody's life and that fucking sucks yep but he he got us he got an entire generation to think differently Mm -hmm. and that speaks volumes like it, it sounds corny as fuck just think differently but like (laughs) At the same time, like, yeah, back then, that was fucking novel. Like, that was a new idea to think differently uh, uh, about these internal mechanisms and internal uh, uh, consciousnesses uh, that we all live with from a day-to-day basis. So, like, yeah, he was a pioneer. He did not talk to uh, an extra-dimensional being, uh, and also his experiments were poorly designed. And mm,
0: His his yeah. later experiments were poorly designed. His earlier experiments were. Oh, yeah.
1: His early experiments. Yeah.
0: before Before the dolphin house. Before, before, yeah. <laughs> before the <laughs> ketamine. Before the acid. Before the ketamine. Before the acid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike the Beatles, uh, drugs did not help him. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's a good one.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. That caught me off guard. Continue. I mean, that, that's basically all I, uh, all I wanted to say about that. Well, first of all, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. No, no. I, it's good I, to I, be proven wrong every now and then, and just to be told it is fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's our two cents. I think I don't. I honestly don't think he spoke of extraterrestrial beings. I thought it was a hallucination that helped out. I, like, like, like Paul said that. There's a lot of things that came out of his entire life's work that made him who he is and made us who we are now. Maybe how the way we talk. Hell, he could have invented like, oh, hey, we're going to shoot short videos. And he just never spoke about it. And what mm-hmm. if he was the precursor to TikTok? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? This guy was a genius. So, John C. Lilly, rest in peace. Margaret Howe, rest easy knowing that we found your story more interesting than John C. Lilly's. Yeah, especially, especially during the Dolphin House time. Like, Margaret, you are the hero yes. of, of the situation. You listened to a pothead and got out of it pretty well paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, side note again, another side note. She did actually marry the photographer of the Dolphin House. She did. Yeah, that, that's her husband. Yeah. The, how they play in the bedroom is a whole different can of worms.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. As, as long as they're two consenting adults, I'm, I'm okay with it. I will
0: yuck your yum if you're into that <laughs> shit, Margaret. And Then you'll get discredited again once the guns again by me. But anyways, we have to end the episode soon. This was really fun. Thank you, Pussy Paul, for coming yeah, out that's, again. That's what I do. Um, if you'd like to listen to us, anything about us, you can find us at silvertongueaudio.org. If you're not, if you're not listening to us on silvertongueaudio.org, find us at Google, Apple, Spotify, podcast. We are at, at days and disturb one. I will not change it. I will not change it. I
1: really want you to,
0: but that's a what, man. Nothing will, nothing will fit. Okay. It's days and disturb one It's D D I S T U R B the number one. That's at Twitter. I'm mostly active on there. We are Instagram days and disturbed podcast. Uh, our Discord will come up very shortly. I'm still unpacking. I'm still trying to find my stuff. I will stream again one of these days, and I'll, maybe I'll have. I'll yeah, yeah. On there.
1: You went, you went through a, a move recently, so like yeah. you're trying to get all your ducks back into into
0: order. It has not been. easy. I, I get you, man. Trust me, I get you. Yeah, I, I got a cat. Cats <laughs> are cool, but they're fucking cunts at night. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, if you haven't followed also, the NPC podcast yeah. actually has their own Instagram now, if, you've, if you haven't announced it on your podcast. Thing. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mentioned it once. Just once? I, look, I'm not the one running it. Uh, to be 100% honest, I don't run any of the social medias uh, uh, associated with the NPCs uh, because I'm editing four four podcasts, almost five. This guy works hard. Uh, yeah, and, and putting them out and stuff. Uh, so, like, yeah, I, I don't run any of that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going great. Uh, apparently, there's a meme game going on right now. Uh, I didn't know about it, but uh, yeah, sweet. Go on. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, great. I, I don't. I don't even go on to Instagram. I don't know how
0: to how to use it. So this guy's ancient. I'm an I'm an old old persnickety man. He has actually been there when Enron failed. He was actually there in the Enron building oh. when it fell. He's that old.
1: Right. Well, no, I mean, I was alive when that happened. But, <laughs> no, he
0: wasn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there at Enron. He was the one who caused the Enron <laughs>
1: yeah, failure. I, I caused Enron. Sorry about that. But yeah, every other Tuesday, you can find the NPC podcast
0: on savertongaudio.org. And check out their NPC adventures. Really
1: NPC fun. adventures is going strong, man. We're going on to uh, episode uh, 11. No, f- yes, 11 right now. You don't and even it's, know your episode numbers. It, it's, it gets confusing with recording schedules. Full but uh, uh, no, it's, it's really good. DD podcast with a couple of the NPCs and we go out uh, the day after the uh, Days and Disturbs podcast go up. It's fun. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, we're like we're like sister podcasts, and no, we should totally have you on. We'll, we'll get you to play D and D. Don't you worry about it.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll it. I also want to play video games with you on, on one of those one of those streams. On oh, streams? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try. I I, <laughs> I was on Leonard's stream. It went pretty well. That was really. Fun. Yeah, yeah. When did he
1: stream? Uh, he streams as much as he can.
0: Oh, well, what was the last time he streamed?
1: Uh, I, just a couple days ago, I think. Uh, uh either Thursday. Yeah, he has. He has like something Thursdays. He has. A, he has a whole streaming schedule that you can find on his uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So follow them on Twitter, the NPC Podcast. Follow them on their Instagram, NPC Podcast. Follow them on their Discord. They don't have a Discord. They don't have a Discord. And follow them on their YouTube channel. We don't have one yet. Follow them on LinkedIn, for God's sake. Don't find me on LinkedIn, please. <laughs> I can't. I guess go fuck yourself, whoever's listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I got to end the episode here. It's really fucking hot in here. I was talking about dolphin sex. I'm covered in sweat. God.
1: Because you were talking about dolphin sex, you're covered in sweat?
0: Bye, everybody. Have a good day. (laughs) Wait. I love you all.
2: Silver Tongue. Audio.